0: Welcome to Chiefing with Chi, a podcast where you get to smoke with me, Lene Chi, and talk about everything from pop culture to your favorite munchie meal. I created this podcast so that smokers like me have a safe space to smoke, snack, and talk about what's on their minds. It doesn't matter if you smoke blunts, papers, eat edibles, or drink your Mary Jane in your tea. This podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and if you need to, grab your lighter. It's time for Chiefing with Chi. Welcome back to another episode of Chiefing with Chi with me, Lenechi. I am glad that you guys are here. As always, a new week, a new episode. Let's jump right in and spark our blunts. You already know what I'm smoking on right now have some og left over from my stash from last week so that's what we're working with king palms same as last week as well if you didn't catch last week's episode king palms come um they're all natural leaves that come with the filter they're slow burning they come in different sizes that fits different amounts i have the five pack on deck that i keep in my stash that we will talk about later in the show and in that stash um and in that five pack they are there are five king palms and they hold i think 0.8 grams a piece in each row so i'll just keep those having one hand but i am thinking about hopping on amazon and ordering maybe like a 20 pack so i won't have to keep going to the smoke shop as often as i do um because like every week to two weeks i'm needing to re-up so it just makes more sense to get something that's a little cheaper so yeah that's what i'm smoking and this week i did things differently with my method of lighting it i just took my time paid attention and make sure I got the most even burn, which I think I have. It's a little, 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 little off by hair. So we are gonna see how that works out for us this week. But let's go ahead and jump right in for our munchie meal of the week. Now, my munchie meal this week is ruffled sour cream chips, and I think Lay's onion dip. it's a lethal combination it's actually really good for me with chips and dip i like both the chip and the dip to have equal amounts of flavor so i think the only other dip that i chip and dip combo i'll do is like a dorito and queso cheese um not the white one but the, the queso cheese that's mixed with the salsa that's the best one to me as far as taste I feel like the salsa helps give it that extra pop to it. But with these chips, for me, I like the fact that the ruffle sour cream is just as flavorful. And then once you add that dip on top, which is also flavorful, because you can't go wrong with onions. Onions taste good on pretty much anything. It has so much flavor to it. And growing up, I wasn't really a big fan of onions, but I have learned to appreciate them for the extra taste they give to ingredients without adding necessarily seasoning. So I can appreciate them now. Which is funny how when you get older, you are able to appreciate more things versus when you were younger, you didn't really see the point and you just knew something was nasty, you didn't like it, and that was that on that. But yes, I've been stacking on these all week. And like I said, the taste is just so good on both ends. I can eat the dip by itself, which is kind of nasty, but I could do it. And I can eat the chip by itself. So when it's together, it's a lethal winning combo for me. <sighs> yes. So that's my munchie meal of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to go ahead and move on into our Weed Plus Pop culture, the Pulse segment. All right, you guys. Welcome to Pulse Weed Plus Pop this week. We're going to jump right in. Story number one is a complete jury duty nightmare, if you will. Um, This week, well, not this week, but, well, this did happen this week, Um, a 21-year-old his name is deandre somerville he was sentenced to 10 days in jail because he overslept and he missed jury duty he woke up late and by the time he woke up late i guess it was time for him to go to work so he googled as we most most of us do like who excuse me doesn't go to google when they have a question even if it's something simple that you would think people know the answer to so anyways he woke up he got on google to see if you can get in trouble for missing jury duty and, he didn't see anyone who had ever gotten in trouble or got arrested. So, he just kept moving and went to work. Because, at this point, it was time for him to go to work. So, they waited on him for 45 plus minutes. Um, the, the judge, he was pissed. So, he basically, to me, it was kind of like he was pissed. It happened to be a nigga. So, he can really, really basically take out his full, the full extent of his anger. Um... But yeah, so he basically decided to teach him a lesson. He gave him uh 10, di- bleh, 10 days of jail time, 12 months of probation, and 159 hours of community service, as well as a $223 court cost. Isn't that insane? Like, you would think he got caught with a little less than a fucking ounce of weed. They take him, and this is his first offense, the first time he's ever been in trouble. um, And this is what he hit him with. He had no criminal record before this. Like, that's completely crazy. So, let us know that recently, in the last six months to a year, the whole college scandal with Felicity Hoffman and Becky. Um, you know. Happened. Where they were scamming colleges. Trying to get their kids enrolled. And. She was given a 15. 15 days in jail. And her offense was way more severe than his, like the punishment doesn't fit the crime at all like but he got 10 days in jail that he had to serve um from what I'm I'm basing this just off of how his apology to them sounded when he was giving it because he also was required to write an apology to the court and basically tell what he learned and he also had to do that and speak of in court in open court and read what he wrote. It's crazy to me cuz I feel like that the judge really could have just did that. Had him write a letter at best, I uh, maybe an hour, maybe an hour. maybe he could have held him in contempt for the the exact amount of time that he was late and then be like, "Okay, you see how that feels?" We had no information. You know, he could have did that. That's uh that's I feel like that's more fitting because he is only 21. You know, men don't mature till way later in life anyway. So, he already had a disadvantage in that point. So, I'm thinking he could have given him 45 minutes that they he kept them waiting in the jail him write the letter and read in open court. And we could have been done with the whole fiasco. But because he was a black man. Um, he was given a much harsher sentence. Because he looks at him and sees someone who's basically been looked at as the lowest scum of the earth. And so he felt like I'm going to really teach this nigger a lesson. To me that's the way in which his anger kind of spewed out. But... Nonetheless, because of the backlash that he has been getting from Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Reddit um, has made him rescind his contempt and clears the boy's criminal record completely, which to me is the only silver lining out this whole situation is that social media has such the such the amount of influence that it can make him. Be under so much fire and jeopardy that he is forced, because his superiors probably came to him and was like, "Look, we don't feel like it was a big deal. I don't think you did anything wrong with the amount of time you gave that nigger, but we're getting a lot of backlash here, and you know we gotta clean this up and made him made him rescind his judgment. That's to me what it sounds like. I could be wrong, obviously, but that's just my opinion on the situation." Um, so at least this young man does get to take with him the lesson from the whole thing and try to make sure that he always is on, continues to be, not always, but continues to be on his P's and Q's because one mistake and they will ruin you. Moving along to mamas and mammograms. Um, I, I'm thinking this is like a really good story. Um, D'Angelo Williams who was a retired football player he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as the Carolina Panthers has decided to honor his mother who died of breast cancer at a, at the age of 56 which I think is really really young um, so at the young age of 56 she passed away and in addition to that he lost four aunts so he lost all his aunts and his mom um, to breast cancer which clearly shows that it is Something in their family that is passed down, trauma, most likely, but nonetheless, it's passed down. So, um, he has a foundation which is called the D. Angelo Williams Foundation. And so far, since he started this foundation, he has paid for 500 mammograms um, at random hospitals in Pittsburgh, in Memphis, in Arkansas. And in Charlotte, North Carolina, he has been paying for different hospitals' mammograms and allowing people to, well, women to go in for free, get a mammogram, check to see if they have cancer, and it should be free to all women. I wish our healthcare system was better. Um, I do believe it's free if you have to, if you have insurance, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. I think mine was free. Um, But again, it depends on the insurance. Nonetheless, big up to him because that's really a beautiful thing. Stepping up um, and trying to help black women. Because I feel like we are more at risk for it than anyone else. Um, For him to step up and be like, "I, I support ways to catch this early on. That's really dope. So, shout out to him. Moving on are we going to speak up or be silent that is the question um as many of you have heard joshua brown's um which is joshua brown which is botham Jean's neighbor was shot in the mouth and chest this past week not too long after the trial maybe like a day or two after the trial while he was going into his home uh dallas authorities claim that um there were three suspects and it was like a murder deal going wrong joshua was going to sell them marijuana and somehow it escalated from there and he was shot to me i find it very strange and coincidental that not even like a full week or a month or six months or 12 months after he testified, um, stating what he heard, that he was shot in a supposed drug deal, which would go against the um, like initial characterization of him, which was that he was a black entrepreneur doing good things in his community and for himself. And in a matter of days, it went from that narrative, which is a positive narrative of a black man, And it went to, he was shot and killed due to a drug deal going wrong. It seems very coincidental. I don't personally believe in coincidences. But it does make me feel like that's going to make it harder for our black community to want to speak up. It's going to be more people wanting to stay silent because of the fact that when you do things um, that greatly, like... I don't want to say put their egos at risk, but essentially when you make them feel like you may be even remotely thriving or willing to threaten their position, um, they they do things like this and they try to assassinate your character. So not only did this man lose his life, but his uh, his character is being assassinated and he is not able to, uh, be here to speak on his behalf so that's really sad but in some more positive news we got some more black girl magic congratulations are in order to miss Simone Biles uh, she has become the most decorated female gymnast in history that's exciting and it's something that is a first for a black woman she's the youngest and the first it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I think she's a really good role model, um, an example of when you work hard and you put your mind to something, you can achieve it. Um, she became the most decorated female gymnast by winning her twenty-first world championship medal, which is fifteen. I mean, her twenty-first, sorry, world championship medal, and. 15 of those 21 medals are gold records. So, for that, I feel like that's just a huge accomplishment. And, honestly, I could have not done this. It wasn't my ministry. But, I'm glad it was hers. Because, again, she's setting so many um, little girls' hearts on fire by showing them what they can do and how they can succeed and just be good at it if they put in hard work. So, shout out to yeah another first is in congratulations is in order to stephen reed he is the first black mayor in two hundred two hundred 200 years to be elected in montgomery alabama which is not surprising i feel like to me montgomery alabama is one of the racist states in the united states honestly um but he has been able to become the first black mayor and I'm excited. I'm excited what he's gonna be able to do. What things he's gonna be able to change there. And I hope that we all can send love and protect him and um try to just make sure we wrap his arm our arms around him in prayer and keep him lifted up. Because when you're the first to do something to break barriers, you kinda you know setting the putting them foot footsteps in place for other people to come in and try to feel or I'll do so he's the first to have to come in here and break these barriers and he's gonna need a lot of help and support to do that so shout out to him he went up against a man named David Woods who is a white tv station owner which is crazy that a white tv station owner is or decided to run for um, mayor of a. Well, is it? I was. This is a city. Montgomery? Yeah, a large city. Um, like Montgomery. But. Yeah, it's just funny because it's kind of like white privilege grants you a certain confidence that people of color don't always have. That he was like, I I have enough money and enough influence and I'm white, so why not? Um, something to do, you know, to put it under my belt. I'm glad that a black brother was able to triumph in the situation and um get a win so shout out to mayor now steven reed moving right along another congrats is in order to cassie and her boo um alex fine it's so funny to me how like everybody's always thought cassie is so fine she's like the most prettiest woman i mean i think she's okay looking I feel like I've seen black women that look better. And I feel like... Well, I I guess Cassie is half black. I think her dad is black. But, I don't know. She's okay. I mean, I'll say she... i give her a... I don't know. She's okay looking. Like, she's beautiful, girl. Yeah. She's beautiful. But, she not like drop dead, drool. Like, everybody be trying to make it seem. So... But it's funny to me that now her not her last name will be Cassie Fine. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, "Wow, her name was gonna be Cassie Fine, which is like a sentence in itself." So I thought that was cute. But shout out to them! It looks like they talked the knot August twenty eighth of this year. But I feel like they're just revealing and posting the pictures. So, again, shout out to them. She looks super happy. He looks super happy. And all this time, I didn't really pay attention to, like, their whole love story and how their timeline goes. But I caught, like, glimpses of it when, like, the Shade Room or it would pop up on my popular page. Like, so many likes for, you know, their pictures. Um, this whole time, I was thinking Alex was a foreigner, and that he he spoke another language, but this a whole white boy. He don't look white at all to me. He's giving, well, Italian, Italian is white, but he just looked like foreign meat, you know? So... I was kind of, I guess, taken aback, shocked when I actually, like, went to his Instagram for the first time and was, like, looking at videos and hearing him talk. I was like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, like I said, this has been a pretty positive week so far. And congrats again to Cassie. I hope all goes well with your pregnancy, boo. You know, and moving on. (laughs) So, I realized that, I didn't really have any super weed-related content um, this week. It really wasn't a lot of news that I cared to discuss or thought you guys would care about to discuss. So I wanted to talk about two topics in this week's episode. And that is, first, what is in my stash? Let's talk about that. And like I was telling you guys earlier, my first thing that's in my stash is my king palms. I switched over from those um switch over to those from my raw cones and i did this because i wanted a slower burn i feel like with raw cones um they if you don't like do the ones that are not cones and just get the papers the raw papers and then get your own filter and then roll everything if you don't do it like that you don't get as much of a slow burn if you just do the cones unless you again add a filter. So that really is what got me to switch over to these King Palms cuz slow burning. Everybody wants slow burning. That's what sold me on that. So yes. That's the first thing that's in my splat, in my splash, in my stash. And I try to keep a five pack, like I was telling you guys earlier when we opened the episode. Five pack normally gets me a week to two weeks. And that's the bare minimum I feel like I should keep in my stash if I'm going to keep something in it. So yeah, other than that, I like to keep my weed stored in either a glass jar or a mason jar because it keeps it fresh. It helps it to really keep cooking and letting that flavor marinate in the little buds. And it keeps the smell from permeating everywhere, especially when you're trying to be low-key. So, currently, I'm using a mason jar as well as this, like, glass. It's a weed glass jar. So, it's specifically for weed. Um Excuse me. Uh I got it from one of my sisters. And I think she got it from the smoke shop. So, yeah. I use this jar to hold my grinder. So, I have one um that's pretty old. It's a, just a simple one-level um metal grinder i had it now for three years and then the new one is something i also got from my sister so shout out to her it's a bit more sophisticated if you will because it has multiple levels to it so you can unscrew it and each level will give you more of a broken down um version of your weed. so i really like that uh next i keep like the little pusher sticks that you know, come in your rock homes or your king palm packages. I keep those in the jar because you never know when you're going to need it or when you – because sometimes it's easy to throw them away because they're, like, cardboard, the ones that can't come in the paper ones. The king palms are a bit more, like, sophisticated. It's an actual uh, stick, and on the stick um, – It's in, like, king palm engraved. It's actually really, really nice. So, those you're not going to throw away. Um, But before I started smoking those, I had a lot of the cardboard ones. And like I said, you never know when you'll run out. The method is the same. So, either one will do, even if you don't have one or the other. So, that's what I like to do. I like to keep those in there with my grinders. And, um, yeah, I don't think you can ever have enough of those next i like to keep something hard to break down and grind on um to me a magazine works best but if you don't have a magazine you could do like a really hard or sturdy folder that always works for me it's always good to have a surface that is completely flat even if it's like on a desk or um a coffee table anything like that a flat surface is what you would like to strive to keep it on. But if you're going to be on the go. A magazine would do just fine. Even if it's kind of flimsy. As long as it can be laid flat on something. You still should be good to go. So I think that's it. Oh my lighter. So I try to keep. I'm going to say two to four lighters. On hand in various different places. I keep one in my wallet which is my reserve lighter and then i have one that i keep in the actual jar with my grinder sticks the other mason jar because i didn't say i keep my weed in there so sometimes i put my weed in the one with the grinder if it's already like been grinded up and it was just extra that i didn't want to put in my blunt i put that in there with the grinder and then if it's unbroken down i keep that in the mason jar so that's kind of how I do that. But um, with my lighters, I like I said, I keep one in my weed jar at all times, and then I keep one in my wallet for a reserve. And then the other two, um, I keep in my car, I keep one in my car, and it's another place that I keeps uh, keep the other one. I think in the kitchen. So if I ever lose one, I'll be able to like, oh, I have this one, or I can go get this one in the car. So, or I always have one close by. So, yeah, that is the last thing that I keep in my stash. Um, that I try to keep it simple. Everything I do, I try to keep it organized and simple. I don't want any overcomplicated steps. So, yeah, that's how I run with my stash. Um, I would love to know what you guys, you know, do, use, and keep in your stash on hand. So reach out to me on all my via, I mean, on all my social media platforms, on my via. I meant to say via all my social media platforms and just share with me what's in your stash or if you're going to start stashing some of the things I have in my stash in your stash. So let me know. Um, Let's go ahead and jump right into Musical Radar. We got a lot to unpack this week because, as promised, I took the week to listen to Summer Walker's new album. Okay, and these are my thoughts. I'm super excited because I actually, after review and going back, I actually realized I really do like the album. I wasn't a fan at first, but that second and third listen, it it turned me out. It turned me out for sure. And it's funny because... I listened to it at least, I'm going to say at least 10 times in the last week. So, I know I like it for sure. So, what I give in this rating is going to be accurate as possible. Like, it's going to be totally accurate. I know that for a fact. Um, so, when I go come back to do like my, you know, two-week update, it's probably going to be exactly the same. Because I listened to this enough to kind of know really what I like okay let's get into it number one over it I gave that a five out of ten it's catchy it's sometimes kind of hard to understand what she's saying on some of the parts if you don't really pay attention at all what she's saying will start to like just go mm, like melt together and you'll just be like oh this you'll start to like it just based off you know that humming like blur that you'll get when you listen and i don't really care for all of the lyrics so that's what i'll say for number one number two body this is a fave on the album it's a 10 out of 10 um it's nothing that i dislike about this album i love the 702 sample it's nostalgic um it keeps her true to that raw 90s r&b swag and voice that she has so i really 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 love this song love this song check this out if you have not heard it um it's dope number three playing games it's another favorite i gave this a 10 out of 10 as well everything from the beginning to the end complete perfection um i like the lyrics they're simple they're relatable um we've all been there wanting a little more from a situation shit one of the one we want for him to stop playing games, stringing us along. Basically, like, we want him to make things official. We want to move from situationship to committed relationship. Um, But he keeps us kind of hanging on every word, kind of making it seem like he kind of ready, but he really not. And, you know, just fucking with your head. And I just feel like who hasn't been in that type of situation, you know, especially in this age that we're all in these early 20s tw- late 20s she is still going into your 30s you're kind of trying to navigate and figure it out because what people don't tell you is 25 26 27 28 29 you just starting to come into your own as an individual and understand yourself and be more in tune with yourself Who the hell, you know, makes you think that you really going to be out here just knowing, just so self-aware and just astute with your life and just knowing in every direction it's going to go at that age? I feel like 25 to 30 is your most like pivotal age point. So, yeah, (laughs) we've all been there in our 20s. And that's just that on that. I feel like most of us are played with that situation shit. I and mean, we desperately, desperately want to, like I said, get to that relationship status. Um, and I feel like she eloquently and flawlessly and just so in such a just fucking player way explains how that how that works, what that looks like. For a woman. Trying to like navigate through it. Now somebody hearing it can't identify and be like. That's exactly what it is. Like damn. Um, So I feel like this kind of proves. And solidifies to me. Why she has such a cult following. Like she does. Then adding Bryson Tiller on it. On the extended version. To me that was a cherry on top of the cake. I love Bryson Tiller. I feel like we have been waiting for an album from him. Forever. You know he's with his new boo they're about to have a baby so i feel like he's just enjoying all the hard work that kind of took him to this point and he kind of like my life is good i don't got no complaints i can sit down after this and he kind of making us upset because we want another album from him and i feel like him jumping on this was like the perfect little something to keep us all keep all those bryson Tiller fans like relaxed having hope that eventually he gonna drop something so yeah I gave that a 10 out of 10, um, as well. Next, Drunk Dollar, dot, 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 L-O-D-T. I don't know what L-O-D-T means, and I probably should have figured that out, but, hey, hey. Um, I give this a 10 out of 10 as well. I have been here drunk, I've been drunk, I've been high, and in my feelings again about a situationship again, here we go, with the situationships, a situationship that I knew wasn't going to come or nothing, but I just was in my feelings, and I just wanted to do the little back and forth dance that we do, that in the morning... In a week from now, I ain't even going to fucking matter. Ain't going to be nothing but a false alarm. Just, you know, you just want to hear something. Talk to me nice type of thing. Um, so we all been here. And we hit up our boo. Um, or, yeah, our boo our situation shit. And, yeah. To me, if anything, I feel like the song was too short. But I love that when it cuts into... The like next part of the song, the end part, is more of a sultry beat and sound. And I like, oof. ooh child. Okay, I'm in love with this part. This is my favorite part. When I first heard the song, when I first heard the song, I didn't really like um, the song. But when it cuts to this last part, I was like, okay, I love this song. Um, but yeah, it's sultry. It's raw. It's a nice strong guitar on the back and it's really all she needs for her voice. All the other stuff is just whatever. But when you put her in that raw element, perfection. So that got a 10 out of 10 for me. Number five was Come Through featuring Usher. I gave this a 7.5 out of 10. Um, I love what they did with his sample. I love a good sampled song. Um... Paying homage to the uh, to the greats who paved the way. I love when younger artists do that. Chris Brown is famous, infamous for doing that. Mean Mills is famous for making those workers for women with Chris Brown on it. Um, it's just really genius. Uh, it just gives that new age twist on something that is just timeless in my opinion. So, I love what they did with the sample. I love Usher. He's one of my favorite. In um, my whole R&B top top 5, top 10, he is one of my faves. He's up there on the top 5 for sure. He can really do no wrong to me. Um, I pretty much love everything he's put out, especially his last two albums. They have been complete fire. So, he can really do no wrong in that way. I could have done without him on this song, though. Um, to me, she could have held her own with the song. Uh, which to me is evident by Body. I feel like the collab is was expected. They're both from the A. Um, he's a legend. So it just makes sense. The collaboration makes sense. But if he was on the song, I still would have liked it. And if he wasn't on the song, I still would have liked it. So that's why I kind of gave it that rating. It definitely has a single potential. But other than that, a 7 out of 5 the 7.5 out of 10 is where I'm going with that. Number six, which is Potential. I gave this a 7.5 out of 10. I like this song again because of the relatability. I'm going to keep saying that because she's super relatable. How many of us have like met someone? The vibes are good with them. You see potential in your future like you thinking like okay i could see it we could do a little something and you kind of really in that mode and you need to you know you got a few questions you need to vet him you need to kind of figure out where his head at for real so you can determine if that was just your imagination running wild or if that was something like genuine so um I do like that about the song. That's cute. I do feel like it has a catchy hook. It's a smooth song overall. Um, It's not a fave, but I feel like it's a solid song on the album. So, yeah. Number seven is Fun Girl. I gave this a 10 out of 10. Now, I would say this. I love hearing her play the guitar and singing because I feel like that's just her raw, authentic self. I feel like that's what turned us on to her. And I just feel like that's her bread and butter. That's what she can always go back to because it's just the most raw form of herself showing. So, yeah. Um, I like this song a lot. I can't really find one wrong, one thing wrong with it. Like, it's, it's just a really good song. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Number 8, which is tonight. Again, 10 out of 10. Uh, this song song it just gives me warm bubble bath, candle lit around the tub, smoking the blunt vibes. You know you missing your man, you waiting for him to come home. It's giving me them vibes for sure. I love 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 this song. Like it just gives me that just enough of everything. Beat-wise, melody-wise, lyric-wise, it gives me just enough to to hang on, to sink my teeth into. Number nine, me. I gave this a 7.5 out of 10. I feel like it's a good song. It's just that. Just good. I bought my head to it. I sing to it. um, But it still just doesn't give me that close my eyes and my head back like, yes, this right here is that shit. It don't give me that feeling. So that's why I got that rating, number ten. Like it, featuring Black, ten out of ten. Love this song. I fucking love Black on anything. Put him on the street, on the corner, and I love it. Um, it's just like an upbeat song, but it doesn't lose that R and B feel to it. Huh, <sighs> love that song. Cannot get enough. Uh, huh. <sighs> number eleven, just might just might be a hoe what am i missing i'm <laughs> still learning the words but okay this is my song i love this freaking song um it's a 10 out of 10 it's a 10 out of freaking 10 i really love this song um, whew, it was just totally unexpected that I was going to like Party Next Door. I've never listened to Party Next Door at all. But on this record, I liked him. I liked everything he was giving me. He was giving me everything. Um, when he was like, I don't know anybody who's worth that least. I was like, okay, I'm, I don't know. I was just feeling it. I don't know. It was just, I like it. 10 out of 10. Next, stretch you out. Another 10 out of 10. I didn't initially like this song. It did grow on me. This one had to grow on me in the last week. Ace Boogie actually shine on this track to me. His verse is what I find myself singing. Like if I'm around the house, in the tub, in the shower, like warming my food, I, I just hear myself like singing like parts of his verse. It is so funny to me because some songs with Ace Boogie is hit or miss. You never really know what song you're gonna like, but when you like a song, you like, okay, this is the one. You did your thing with this. So, yeah. Number 13, which is Off of You. I gave that a 7.5 out of 10. I feel like it's a good song, just not a favorite of mine. Uh, it doesn't grab me, like, you like this song, girl. This is the bomb. It don't do that for me. Anime, a 7 out of 5 out of 10. It's another song that grew on me um i did um i didn't like it in the beginning it still grew on me because i didn't like it at all but now i just know it's not a favorite and that it's something that it's just a good song number 15 i'll kill you featuring Janelle echo i gave it a 10 out of 10 this is a song that i didn't expect to like when i first heard the title of the song and from giving it like that first listen it snuck up on me for sure that's what I would say the first listen I was totally iffy now I am for sure that the lyrics the melody the genetic she did what she needed to do she came she saw she conquered um again with the relatability when you just meet that one you like okay me and him we jamming we jailing. I'm in love with him our vibe is just it's good everything is good with us right now we in the first two three months it's popping, it's lit, and it's kind of funny cause, you get in that stage, the honeymoon stage as they call it, and you don't want nobody jeopardizing that, you like, bitch, don't play with me I, don't play with me about my man, so yeah, that song is, is just fire, next Nobody Else, I gave this a 6 out of 10, the beat behind this track, I really did like it, um It was more of a filler song to me. It gave me very much filler song. Like, okay, we just need something else. I don't know. And that's how that song did me. Number 17, Playing Games. 10 out of 10. I feel like the original version could have been left off since they threw Bryson on. And I feel like he actually added to the song instead of taking away. So they didn't have to have the one on here with just her. But I get because it was a single. If I do... Believe I I do believe it was a single if I'm correct. If I'm incorrect, correct me. But I do believe it was a single. So I guess because it was a single, they were like, okay, we need to throw another song on here. But I don't think it was absolutely necessary to do so. Number eighteen, Girls Need Love featuring Drake. Obviously this song is just in general a 10 out of 10. I didn't think it needed to be added to this album. It's an older song. It's not some fresh new song that everybody has just been introduced to as far as playing games. So I really feel like it was not needed and really these last three songs could have been chopped off of the album and left her with 15 songs in total and i would have been happy with that so yeah that is my take on that and we're gonna move on because we did something a little different so something i was gonna talk about in the weed um plus pop culture segment i decided to leave it for the you know musical radar reviews because it is to do with music so we're gonna go ahead and get right into that Okay, so if you don't know, TI has a new podcast called Expeditiously and T and the I in the middle of that word is capitalized, really clever and cute. Um on that podcast, him and his trap museum team. If you don't know, he has a trap museum here in Atlanta that features some um, legends and like their stories and like these wax figure type of things. Um here in Atlanta and his team and him got together to debate and rate and list the top 50 greatest rappers of all time and the whole list fiasco to me in my opinion started not too long ago a few months ago um when the list first came out i don't know who dropped it or who created it but i know it was pushed out and everybody was in an uproar about it. So, Ti, I feel like because he feel like he OG in the game, him and his team could come together and and put out a more official, if you will, list. So, yeah, um, there are a few corrections I would like to make to that as far as the list is concerned. Just speaking on my top ten people, so um, on their top ten they had let me pull up the picture so on their top 10 they had pock jay-z biggie snoop kanye andre 3k eminem Nas. uh who is this oh ice cube little wayne Ti tia kendrick i do feel like little wayne i mean tia's is appropriate because he comes after little wayne that is correct T.I. Kendrick Drake... And I feel like, why is J. Cole not over here under Drake and Kendrick? They all came in the game at the same time. So, that's really a slap in the face and another sh- way to shit on Cole. How the fuck is Kendrick and Drake right next to each other and J. Cole? J. Cole should be between Kendrick and Drake if that's how they going to rate it. But, yeah. So, T.I. was 11. Kendrick was 12. Drake was 13. 50 cent, 50 cent was 14. Oh, no. Shit. I'm supposed to be reading just the top 10. I'm getting carried away. But the top 10, you heard them. Lil Wayne, um, Ice Cube, Nas, Eminem, Andre 3K. um, Who the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. Andre 3K, Kanye, Snoop, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Pop. Now, mine is going to be a little different because um, my number one swap will go to Jay-Z. Um... He's the fave. Number two would be Lil Wayne. Number three would be T.I. Then it would be Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Um, Drake, J. Cole, Jeezy, Gucci, Andre 3K. And I think I should switch my nine around with um my seven and my nine around or no, my 7 and my 8 around. I mean my 9 and my 8 around. So it would be Jeezy, Andre 3000. No. No, I would <laughs> No, okay, I would do it would be number 7. So um Andre 3000 would be number 7, Jeezy would be number 8, Gucci would be number 9, and then Lauren Hill, Big and Big Boy. So that would be my top 10 in that order. And then let me tell y'all all the rest of The way they had it, so again, on their list, I only was giving y'all what my top 10 would be because it's we can talk forever about this. But their whole list was Pac First, Jay Z, Biggie, Snoop, Kanye, Andre 3K at six, Eminem at seven, Nas at eight, Ice Cube at nine, Little Wayne, T.I., Kendrick, Drake. 50 Cent, Method Man who is very sexy, um, Lauren Hill and I feel like Lauren Hill should be above Method Man. Scarface, I feel like Scarface could be in the top five. LL Cool J, DMX, DMX should definitely be in the top ten. Cameron, Pusha T at 21, I feel like Pusha T should not be higher than Jadakiss. What the fuck? Um, E40 at 23, Big Boy, I feel like Big Boy should be above E40 and Common should definitely be above fucking Pusha T 25 is Common 26 is Rakim so how the fuck is Common and Pusha T above Rakim what the fuck Bun B, Busta Rhymes Mace, Ghostface how the fuck they got Ghostface all the way over here above J. Cole J. Cole is above Redman okay that's true Ludacris Red man is not better than Ludacris. Come on now. Uh Rayquan. They got fucking Ray under fucking Ludacris. Fabulous. He he alright in the list. Cause he good, but he deserved his spot. Prodigy. They got fucking fabulous before Prodigy. Oh my fucking goodness. Big Pawn. He I feel like he I feel like I feel like mm, I think that's accurate twister gucci man i feel like that's accurate rick ross i feel like that's accurate big daddy king is at 40 fucking one <laughs> he under rick ross and motherfucking gucci man i don't agree with that and i don't agree that benny siegel should be 42 be- benny siegel should be fucking top 20 are they fucking kidding me the game is really more lyrical than a lot of these people um, 8-Ball, I don't really know about 8-Ball. He, I think he good where he fucking at. Um, Styles P, he should definitely be higher. What the fuck? He should be over there with Kids. Most Death should be over there on that first top 10, really. Um, Nipsey Hussle, they only put him on here because he died. Because he wasn't that lyrical. I, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. I really appreciate his contributions to... Black people and what he was trying to do for his neighborhood, but as an artist, he was still coming into his own and really. I feel like finding his footing. He had put out one album for God's sake. They put him on the greatest album rappers of all time. Are we just basing this off of music and lyricism? His ass does not belong on this list. If we basing this off of personality, how he inspired and touched people. Okay, fine. But if we basing everything, accolades, everything they've done in the game, how they inspire and touch people, then he could get on the list but we just keeping it straight musical his ass is grass now moving on Big L I think he good where he at and then Jeezy at 49 and Future was 50 so I don't feel like Future should have made 50 greatest rappers of all time what the fuck is he great at nothing and bitches other than that I don't feel like he should have been on this list at all whatsoever I, I'm very confused by that um so yeah that is my ratings or my top ten. What I think of that greatest of all time list. I feel like I would have took off Future and maybe put who I'm trying to think who I didn't see on there. I would I would say Meek Mill before I say Future if anybody. And I don't really care for Meek Mill hollering ass. So that's my list right there. We're gonna move on to the two singles that i listened to for the week now the first single is alone by dave east featuring jacques is it jacques or is it jacques y'all hit me up and let me know so i gave this a six out of ten i gave it a solid six just for the fact that dave east stepped outside of his comfort zone with this female geared track To me, his music sounds exactly the same as everybody is hollering little babies or Megan Thee Stallion sounds the same. It's very one-dimensional, one-trick pony, and I am just happy that he decided to gear some of his music to ladies and not the niggas all the time. He threw Jacquees on it, which makes sense because Jacquees knows how to sing someone else's song. And, obviously, it's a sample track, so it's easy for him to, you know, go out his lyrics. So, yeah, I gave it um, a solid six for that. Jacquees doesn't sound horrible, but I wouldn't count on that if it was a live performance. So, that's kind of my take. Overall, to me, the song is the par. Um, I love this sample of Jodeci, obviously. Um, I really wonder how much that cost for them to grab that. It's my jam. It's one of my favorites. So that was really what got me to listen to the song. The bars just didn't carry over. It didn't. It, didn't, it, didn't, it was giving me uh, Sammy 20, 2002 vibes. He was he was struggling to make the record you could tell he was struggling on things to say um but nonetheless the song was a solid six maybe he can get him my ghostwriter for future records that are for his like women audience but yeah that's my my thoughts on that the next one is Big Booty by Gucci Mane featuring Megan the Stallion. I gave this an 8.5 out of 10. Again, with another sample of a classic by Uncle Luke. I gotta give it some Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke gets you crumb. So that's why they really, that's why I gave it an 8.5. Because I feel like when you hear uh 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 big booty to that. Ah, you kinda get hype or whatever. So um yeah that got me crumped turned up for it um anytime i hear uncle Lou, that's just what it's gonna do for me so that put my ear to it i really feel like gucci and the stallion they did it justice i'm gonna say that it's a cute straight to the point and catchy fucking song I do want Meg to switch up her flow because I feel like that's why I only gave it an 8.5. And I think I'm going to change my rating right now and give it a 7.5. I gave it, I'll say a 7.5 because I feel like if Meg had switched up her flow on this and brought something different to it, Based on the beat and the vibe of the song. Instead of her usual. Ah, da, 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 ah. You know. I feel like it could have been a better song. And it could have been a 10 out of 10. If she came with something different. Because she didn't have like a full 16. So. when she The, the few bars that she spit. I feel, feel like she should have really. Used it as her time to really come out. And shit on Gucci verse. And she did not do that. So. Maybe she wasn't trying to hurt his feelings on his own song. I am not 100% sure. Nonetheless, I want her to switch that flow up. Give me something else. And if they do another record, I hope she can really bring it on there. That would be my only critique to me. May really has mastered being able to switch up his flows depending on the record he's on. I feel like his flows always melt seamlessly with the beat or with the song. Um, each time. So, each time he bring in that consistency. So, that's what I love about Gucci Mane. He got that shit down back. So, yeah, that was all for the Musical Radar this week. I hope you guys enjoyed my thoughts. We're going to move on to the Riddle Me This segment and go ahead and get ready to close this week out. Alright, so let's go ahead and get into the answer for the riddle from last week. I'm going to tell you the riddle first to jog your memory. If you heard it before and you don't remember and if you didn't hear it this is what it was what can you hold in your right hand but not the left the answer your left hand so that was the riddle from last week's episode this week's episode is many may have heard me but no one has seen me and I will not speak back until spoken to what am I again Many have heard me, but no one has seen me. And I will not speak back until spoken to. What am I? That wraps up this episode for the week. Thank you for your time, showing up, tuning in, smoking with me. I appreciate it. You can reach out to me at all of my social media handles, Twitter, Lene Chi or at Lene Chi. Instagram, Lanaychi. um, and what else do I be on? Or you can me up on YouTube. This is where you will find this episode other than on Spotify and all the other different podca- podcast platforms <laughs> that I have. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Peace, love, and blessings to the next time. I'm out.